You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 273, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra with you here. So if you are new to She Runs the Show, welcome to it. This is a podcast designed for women entrepreneurs. And specifically, the mission of this podcast is to help women entrepreneurs have both relationships that rock and businesses that thrive. And when I say relationships, I mean all relationships, relationships with friends and family and uh, you know, friends who become your family. The reality is, is you may not have been born to the family that really has your back and that's okay, but you can still cultivate relationships that feel like family. And so the goal of She Runs a Show is to, to give you the mindset strategies and the mindset tools to really help you cultivate both. Because this is not a, if I'm successful in business, then I suck at relationships. Or if I'm successful at relationships, I suck at business. You can have both. You deserve to have both. This podcast is dedicated to teaching you how to do that because we're all in the classroom learning together. And if you are not signed up for my daily dose of inspiration, it is a daily email that I send out by 7 p.m. Mountain on a daily basis. It literally is a get it together talk that I have with myself every single day. And it's inspirational and tactical and strategic. You can sign up for my daily dose of inspiration by going to tinyurl.com forward slash KV daily dose. That is tinyurl.com forward slash KV daily dose. And can I say something real quick? This just came to me as I was talking about the daily dose of inspiration. I have a lot of podcasts that I love. Now I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I certainly am subscribed to a number of podcasts, especially on iTunes that I absolutely love and adore. And I'm going to say something and then I'm going to give a caveat to that. Nothing annoys me more than the podcasts that have these ultra long sponsored commercials throughout the podcast, like literally two minutes in, they break for a long spot, sponsored spot. And then they talk like five more minutes or seven more minutes. And then there's a long commercial. Now there are no commercials currently on She Runs the Show. There are no sponsors for She Runs the Show yet. So I'm not saying I would never consider it, but you know what? When I listen to podcasts and they are flowing on something I want to learn, and then they go to this long, ridiculous commercial that I really don't give a crap about, it reminds me that, A, I'm so glad at this moment that She Runs a Show has no sponsors, which sounds terrible because there's a lot of money to be made from sponsors. And B, should I choose to go in that direction at some point? And I might. I don't know. I might. I want to make sure that those sponsored posts do not happen through the podcast episode or are very short or only happen at the beginning and the end. I'm not even sure how that would work, but I I will say that it is a note to self every time I listen to some of my favorite podcasts and there are these ridiculously long commercials. I'm like, oh, and I don't want to stop because I'm usually outside running or hiking or whatever. I don't want to stop and have to, you know, press on my phone and forward it and then try to figure out where do you forward it to, but it's really super annoying. So I am grateful that as of this moment, She Runs a Show does not have sponsors as of yet, because I think it's super annoying to break the train of thought. 
that's just my little vent about other people's podcasts. I won't give any names because I love their podcasts, but I do not love their commercials. Okay. Um, Let's dive into today's episode, 273, Seven Ways to Overcome Imposter Syndrome. You know, I haven't talked about this. I'm not sure I've ever talked about this on She Runs the Show. I probably have as a side note, but I've never focused on this particular topic. And I wanted to focus on this topic because, you know, imposter syndrome is inevitable. And and I think most people feel it. Maybe there are a few people who don't, but I think most people at different points in their careers and their businesses and their in their personal life, right? It, imposter syndrome is not just one area of life; it's everything. I think there are moments where, where people feel like imposters, and and there are certain, there are a few things I want to say about that in today's episode. I am going to give you seven ways to overcome imposter syndrome. But before I go there, let me say a couple of things. Imposter syndrome is this sense that um, you are not who people think you are. They're going to find out that you're not as capable as you portray. Um, you're just not, you're not the, you're not the image you portray basically is what imposter syndrome is. And you're not even sure you belong in the room, some of the rooms that you're in, you know, you, you get these, these blessings and these gifts after working so hard of opportunities and contracts and clients and, and you go, but I'm not worthy, right? It's a whole, I'm not worthy. Or if you remember Sally Fields gave an Oscar speech, I don't even know that I was old enough to even watch the Oscars, but I've seen it many, many times where she goes, you like me, you really, really like me. And that's, that's the heart of imposter syndrome. It's this sense of you don't deserve to be where you are. You're putting on this image of being far more competent and capable than you are. And you are sitting with the fear that someday someone is going to find out that you don't deserve to be in that room. Okay. That is imposter syndrome. And, and, the, and the, the crippling piece of imposter syndrome is that most of us have it in different arenas of life and sometimes all arenas of life. And, um, most of us think that other people don't have it. So we think we're the only ones sitting at a, a board table or sitting in a room or in a pitch meeting or, you know, taking on a new client. Most of us think that we're the only ones who actually feel that way. And then you add to that the fear of being found out, quote unquote. And you have a mix of stuff that really keeps people not stepping into their full power because so long as you are so focused on holding an image or maintaining an image, you're not actually embodying the fullness of who you are. So the tricky thing about imposter syndrome is so much energy is spent on, I don't want them to find out, right? And what doing the things so they never find out that you don't actually even get into your most powerful core self, because that's not where your energy is going. Your energy is going to shielding and protecting and masking, but it's not actually going to being and living and honoring and showing up as. So those are some of the problems with imposter syndrome. Now, let me say a couple of things. (sighs) Anytime you're leveling up, anytime you're going for something that you've never gone for before, Anytime, anytime you are actually accomplishing something that nobody in your family has has accomplished before, you're going to feel a level of imposter syndrome. It just is what it is. Um, And so it's really important to normalize it and not make it some like, 
Ooh, it's a secret. It's a skeleton in my closet. No, everybody's got it, whether they ever tell you or not. Lots of people are going to say, no, I never feel like an imposter. Don't believe the hype. Everybody has it in some way, shape or form. You could be a soccer mom and, you know, everybody thinks you're the best mom and you bake all the cookies and you invite the kids over and you're the neighborhood house that everybody goes to. And deep down inside, you feel like, man, I, you know, sometimes I yell at my kids and, and sometimes I, you know, I just don't want to hear them say a word to me. And so I'm an imposter because everybody in the neighborhood thinks I'm a fabulous mom, but really deep down, I think I'm just a sucky mom. Cause honestly, there are some days when I don't even want to be a mom. You get what I'm saying. Like we are our worst critics. And so we're going to view imposter syndrome in a way that really can cripple us because we think that we've got to live up to some standard or we've established some standard just because other people see us in a certain light. Well, other people are always going to see one side of you, maybe two sides of you, but very few people in your lifetime are ever going to know a lot of the different parts of you. So imposter syndrome is normal is the first thing I want to say. Now, let me talk to you about seven ways to overcome imposter syndrome, because it's important to know once you recognize that imposter syndrome is normal, it's natural, it happens, people, you know, have it, what do you do with it? So let me talk about a few things. Number one, here's one way you can overcome imposter syndrome. Embrace the fact that you have every right to be powerful. Let me say, you have every right to be powerful and as powerful as you'd like to be. One of the problems with imposter syndrome is that the moment you start stepping into more powerful positions in your life, the moment you start saying, okay, I'm raising my standards. This is what I deserve. This is what I want. I'm going for it. You know, there, there are either voices, like there's the the inner critic in your head that tells you you're not worthy, right? Who are you to think that you can do blah, 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 blah. Okay. Inner critic is raging. And then there are people outside of you who also mirror what the inner critic is saying in your head going, really, you think you're going to do that? You think you're going to, you know, go for this or what you start a business. You don't stick to anything for more than five seconds. How are you going to do that? If you want to overcome imposter syndrome, the first thing you could really do that would help with that is embrace the fact that you have every right to be powerful and as powerful as you'd like to be. Second thing you can do to overcome imposter syndrome is this. Recognize that everyone has no clue what they're doing either, even if they pretend that they do. You know, I'm sitting here. I think I've been doing She Runs the Show as a podcast for three or four years at this point, I think. (laughs) I'd have to actually look because I don't even know. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, honestly... I, I know how to produce a podcast. I know how to post a podcast. I know how to market a podcast. But do you really think I've got this thing mastered? Nope. I am a beginner. Uh, I'm going to continue to be a beginner because you don't learn unless you have a beginner's mindset. So um, anybody who's going to come at you and go, I know what I'm doing and I'm the best and you know I'm a master and I'm an expert, that's cute for a hot minute, but there's always something more to learn. There's always a new level to take it up to. Nobody is perfection and nobody knows everything about everything. So once you start to recognize that everybody, even the people who seem to have all their stuff together and they're so confident and they look, everyone has no clue what they're doing either whether they admit it to you or not, even if they pretend that they do, they don't. And so the moment you know that everybody's in the same boat and we're all on this planet, just trying to figure our stuff out, then you're like, okay, so I'm not an imposter. We're all here trying to figure our stuff out. 
Second thing. Third thing you can do to overcome imposter syndrome is do the work. And not only do the work, do the work for as long as it takes to own the titles that you're giving yourself. Let the results give you the credit. Do the work. There is no place that I'm learning this uh, more powerfully than in this long-term goal that I've had for over a decade at this point of turning IFBB Bikini Pro. I've had this goal for, honestly, I've wanted to be an IFBB, IFBB Bikini Pro probably since I was 21. You know, I had, had just had a baby a few years before that when I saw Monica Brandt. I saw Monica Brandt and I was like, oh man, that's how I want my body to look. And uh, Monica Brandt still looks amazing, by the way, 20 something years later. And I'm now 42, almost 43. And it is still the goal and is still the dream. And it's going to take me years to get there. And it's going to take me a lot of work to get there. And the reality is, is if I want the title IFBB Bikini Pro, if that's the title that I want, then I can't talk about it. I've got to do the work for as long as it takes to own that title if that's what I say I want. So the third thing that you can do to overcome imposter syndrome is do the work for as long as it takes to own the titles that you're giving yourself. Let the results give you the credit. Do the work, get the results, then you feel great about the titles because you worked your ass off to get the title. Now, if you get a title that you didn't work your ass off to get, well, of course you're going to feel imposter syndrome because you're going to feel like somebody handed it to you because they did. Don't let people hand you titles. Earn them. Fourth thing you can do to overcome imposter syndrome. See the benefit of having a beginner's mind and live with that status. You know, when people call people experts, that is so overrated. And you know what? The moment somebody calls you a master or an expert, the... What does the Bible say? Pride cometh before fall. Like, so then where do you go if you're an expert? Where do you go if you're the master? Where, where do you go? Nowhere. But if you're a beginner, if you say to yourself and to your clan and to your folks and to all the clients you serve, if you say, you know what? I'm learning. I'm in here learning with you. I am both teacher and student. There's so many places you can go, unlimited possibilities because you're open to learning. So if you want to overcome the imposter syndrome, stop positioning yourself as a master or an expert and start walking through the world going, I have learned a lot about this and I want to share with you what I've learned, but I'm a beginner like you. I am both teacher and student. I teach <clears throat> what I most need to learn. Let's do this journey together. People in business will relate to you better. If they see you as an imperfect teacher who is with them in the journey of learning this rather than a master guide who's been there, done that, knows everything and doesn't even remember what it feels like to have been on the journey. So see the benefit of having a beginner's mind and live with that status. Fifth thing you can do to overcome imposter syndrome is this. Never. <clears throat> and I don't love never and always because that those are... They're, they're, very few things are never and always. So I'll start there. But this is a never. Never tie your identity to something you can lose. I forgot who said that. Might have been Buddha. Uh, Might have been Lao Tzu. But someone other than me originated this quote. Never tie your identity to something you can lose. Meaning you could be a neurosurgeon 
and you tie your whole identity to, I'm a neurosurgeon and I fix people's brains and I do all this surgery. And then you lose the ability to use your hands, which means you can no longer be a neurosurgeon, which means you no longer, which if you've tied your whole identity, your whole life to, I'm a neurosurgeon, the moment you can no longer use your hands, then you no longer exist in your own mind because you can no longer be a neurosurgeon. You could be a parent and you have one child and only one child and you tie your whole identity. I'm a parent and I'm the greatest parent on the earth and my child is my world and they're my everything and you lose your child. In that moment, you also lose your entire identity because you've wrapped your entire identity into something that you can lose, right? So when I say never tie your identity to something you can lose as a way of overcoming imposter syndrome, on a consistent basis, you need to ask yourself underneath all of these titles, underneath all of these accolades, underneath all of these ways in which I define who I am in my life, who am I really? Like if, if all of these things got stripped away, being Mrs. So-and-so, being Dr. So-and-so, being so-and-so Esquire, um, being somebody's parent, if all being somebody's daughter or son, if all of that got stripped away, who are you really with none of those things? Because see, that's eternal. And you want to be connected to the eternal parts of you. And you want to tie your identity to the eternal parts of you because they are the parts that no one and nothing can take from you. So never tie your identity to something you can lose. That is a great way to overcome imposter syndrome. Number six, make peace with your flaws and with your mistakes. Make peace with them. You know, we all are flawed. We are all imperfect. We all make mistakes. And in fact, many of the flaws that we have and many of the mistakes that we make, they will be made public at some point right? Like people will know. People will know that you lost your cool. People will know that you didn't handle your business. People will know that you screwed up this relationship or that. Like at some point, your your messiness is going to be made known. Let's just be honest. Especially in the social world we live in, where like your phone is listening to you, Facebook ads, hence you talk about Linguini. And then before you know it on Facebook, you're seeing an ad for Linguini, just saying. Um, you got to make peace with the fact that you are human and you are flawed and you are going to make mistakes because the reality is, is until you get good at owning your flaws and your mistakes, people will always have the power to use them against you and then make you feel like even more of an imposter. So if you don't want people to be able to use your messiness, your messica against you, then you need to own the fact that you have that. You know, I've said in many episodes on this podcast, look, I have a hot mess life. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way because I don't think it's entirely bad. I think there are parts of me that are very together and, and very, you know, on it. And there are parts of my life that I'm like, girl, you need to just, you know, like you need to handle your business. And the beauty of that is that I don't see myself as any less because of those hot mess parts. And I don't see myself as any less worthy because there are things that I'm not handling that need to be handled. I see myself as human and I see myself as imperfect and flawed. And I see that as part of my lifetime spiritual journey to come and work on those things and develop myself. 
And, and I also recognize that I have lifetimes to do this work. And this is just the next one that I've chosen to come and do this work. But aside from all of that spiritual stuff, when you make peace with your flaws and your mistakes, you no longer feel like an imposter because you know that you're not walking through the world going, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Nobody's better than me. I've got it all figured out. You're not walking through the world that way. You're walking through the world and you're saying, you know what? I screw up. I make mistakes. I do the wrong thing sometimes. And so does everybody else. And this is my life and I will figure it out. That in and of itself, when you make peace with your flaws and mistakes, does grows a great way, um, goes a long way in really helping you overcome imposter syndrome. The seventh and final thing way that I'm going to talk about to overcome imposter syndrome is this. Acknowledge the hard work that got you to where you are. You know, one of the insidious things about imposter syndrome is the tendency to look at everything you've worked so hard to build and, and take this really screwy point of view that somehow it wasn't your hard work that got you there and it wasn't the endless hours that got you there. Like you were lucky, which I don't believe in luck, by the way. Um, that you were lucky and that, you know, you had certain breaks and, and, and you had certain, you know, um, it's funny that the people who actually are given things a lot of the time, like the people who are handed things on a silver platter, so to speak, they never feel that they got things because they were lucky. They feel like they deserve to have them. And so it's amazing to me that the people who really should feel a little guilty because they were handed things on a silver platter rarely ever do. They feel like that's just, they deserve that. And then the people who work their butts off are sitting in imposter syndrome going, yeah, but you know, I, so I, maybe I don't deserve to be here. Maybe I didn't, you know, I just, I got a break. I talked to the right person. I made the right phone call at the right moment. There are lots of people who, who are better equipped than me and they're not where, listen, stop all that, that, that kind of inner critic, nonsensical conversation with yourself. There comes a point where you got to go, what I've built all the work that I've done, all the years that I've slogged, all the ways in which I, I made different decisions than other people, and I stuck it out, and I did the work, I got me here. It wasn't because I was lucky. It wasn't because somebody did me a favor. It wasn't because, oh, I just lucked out because I was born into this great family. Well, lots of people are born into great families, and they don't do squat with their lives. So it's not just that. And, and the reality is, is that you, you've got to really own what you've invested and, and, and recognize yourself for the hard work you put in. Now, I'm going to say one caveat to that. If you got handed stuff on a silver platter, if you didn't work hard for what you got, if it was just sort of like a lottery, you know, you got, you just randomly got picked or somebody just randomly gave you something and you have all of this stuff, um, and, and, and you're just being handed things. So you're not having to work for things and you're not having to earn things and you're not having to really use your gifts to maintain things. Then you know what I'm going to say? You should feel imposter syndrome. Let's be honest. You should because you, you are an imposter. You're not earning it. You're not working for it. Um, if you're feeling bad because the things you have are a reflection of other people working hard on your behalf, then you need to own that fact. And when you talk about it, you can't talk about it like, well, I built this. You didn't build anything. 
So be honest. If you didn't build it, but you're being given it, I'm not saying you turn it down. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Like if you're being just handed, you know, on a silver platter your whole life and and your whole existence, but look, that's a gift from the universe. Say thank you. But at the same time, don't portray it like you had to slog to get there because you didn't. And so if you're feeling some kind of way about the fact that everything's been handed to you and you haven't had to work hard to get it and you're feeling less than because you haven't built anything, then I'm going to say this very clearly, go build something. Because nothing feels better than building your own stuff. Nothing feels better than getting to a place in your life where you say, I did this. Nobody gave it to me. You know, no, there are no strings attached. I did this. Period. The end. That's all I'm going to say to that. And at the end of the day, here's the other piece. If you're feeling imposter syndrome, don't make it the quest of your life to eradicate it. You're never going to completely eradicate it. Instead, focus on being your most powerful self, your best self, building the things you want in your life, working as hard as you have to for as long as you have to. Like, stop focusing on what other people are doing and focus on you and do your own work. And when imposter syndrome creeps up and it will, you just say to it what I like to say to fear, which is S-D-A-S-U, which stands for sit down and shut up. We are moving forward. Sadasu, sit down and shut up. We're moving forward. Because at the end of the day, imposter syndrome is not going anywhere. And at the end of the day, neither are you. Do the work. All right, everybody. I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.